And hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Wonder Confessions. This is episode 27 of uh, Wonder Confessions. Uh, excuse me. Um, you can follow me at film underscore wonder on Twitter, film underscore wonder at Instagram, thefilmwonder.wordpress.com, uh, where you can read uh, my uh, uh, my latest review. I wrote a review for uh, Baywatch. You can read that there. Um, and also read my older work, uh, thefilmwonder.blogger.com, uh, if you want to read my other work as well. Um, so, uh, it's been a, it's been a hell of a week, really, and, um, today's show is going to be very Wonder Woman, uh, eccentric, um, I kind of just got done, sort of, like, sort of just, you know, collaborating all my articles for, uh, what I'll talk about and what I'll cover, um, there'll be a couple, there'll be a couple of articles, like, you know, dealing with other stuff in the industry, um, but, um, before I get to Wonder Woman, um, uh, something has been really bugging me for uh, quite some time, and the most recent events that have been going on. Um, apparently, Lena had another attack. I haven't really read much about it. Um, uh, Bill Maher uh, <laughs> was out here thinking he had the free black card uh, to say uh, a house nigger, and. I guess I can kind of talk about um, when I uh, fell out of love with white liberalism, TM, trademark. I was a big proponent, and uh, and I used to listen to a lot of Randy Rhodes, um, like, during the first and second term of Obama's presidency. Um, I listened to it quite often because I needed needed sort of something different from uh, the right because you know in politics is like you know this the whole like uh, uh, economics of like the two sides or oh, this side here and that side there and and i really vibe with a lot of the voices on like liberal radio uh randy rhodes uh stephanie miller was it lionel that another that that dude bill press uh David Sirota, before I found out David Sirota was a big racist. Uh, who else? Uh, Frangela. But, you know, Frangela's, they're, they're not white. They're two black women. Um, and uh, I haven't I haven't really seen what, they're, what they're doing. I'm sure they're probably doing something, but I haven't really been uh, checking them out lately. Um, who else? Uh, was it? Uh, I don't know. I was what, uh, was it current? Yeah, that before you know, Gore you know sold it to Qatar. Um, they had their personalities on there, and then I guess that's kind of really been it. Really, I used to read alternate. I used to, I used to really be on that side of the spectrum, and like I was, like, and when I was younger, like not too long ago, like I, I bought like newspapers to stay, stay informed of the news, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. Uh, local papers, uh, Sun Sentinel, Miami Herald, like, I, to a point in which, <laughs> like, I was spending, like, somewhere, like, up to, like, seven, eight dollars on papers. Now, I've since stopped that because, one, um, I have an apartment, and two, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot grown up, and three, I fell out of love with journalism. Uh, I had quite a bit of a, of a quandary with, with, um, I guess with that industry, I was 
I was attempting to get into when I was younger. Um, and something happened, I would say a few years ago, is when my, my precipitous decline in like liberal content is where it dropped. And it was really when um, the Edward Snowden thing was, a th- Edward Snowden, uh, he stole um, NSA secrets uh, from his former job, Booz Allen Hamilton. And you kind of saw that turn of liberals from Obama to, I guess, to Snowden, and, you know, they, they declared him, you know, the, you know, the, the, the patriot, and, and he's, he's what whistleblowers need to be, and, and now we need to support him and, you know, get, you know, get our backs behind him because he's the only one telling the truth. And then, you know, as you find out about Snowden's politics and where he aligns and you kind of figure out that, oh, shit, this dude's a libertarian. Um, libertarians who are prickly and um, conniving people and all together. Not not all of them, but most of them. Um, because most of them kind of sound the same thing. They they are for marijuana. They're for, you know, these loose, loose things. But, you know, behind behind closed doors, they're authoritative jackasses. And it it was kind of it's it's heartbreaking to see some of your favorites just sort of fall for the banana in the tailpipe. And liberals are the great are the are the best at that. They just constantly want to feel good, and I mean white liberals to a T. They want to feel good rather than actually do the work and see if okay. Okay, am I being had, right? And that's the thing, man. Like, I'm really tired. I'm really tired of these these talentless person personalities that really have nothing to offer. I'm really, I'm really, I'm I'm beneath, I'm beneath this shit. I don't even listen to Randy Rose anymore. Like I, like I, I, I get a, I get a up, I get a, um, a four o'clock um, uh, message that she's going to be on live on YouTube, and I just don't give a shit. She knows a lot about politics, and she's still you know one of the smartest people in the game. But I just don't care, partially because this shit's tired, and it is to me it just feels like it's a runaround of just okay, who's going to get paid on the left. And you're probably wondering, oh, well, well, you sound like a, you sound like someone who's uh, you know, who is a uh, far left. Well, I'm, I'm technically a, a, I'm a registered Democrat, but I'm a centrist Democrat, I guess. Um, if that makes sense, like, I, I'm, I have liberal stuff I'm into, but all in all, I, I can't be rah rah progressive. Do this, do that, like. As if, as if progress is this thing that has to hurry up when progress throughout history and time has been incremental. It has always been incremental because change is, change is hard. And, you know, right now in today's politics, you're seeing that, that progressive change being halted by the bezel bub of, uh, of the press of presidents and a party that is basically cranked up the, um, I'm trying to use a reference, um, the difficulty level to like 25 and you have like liberals, white liberals, like fall, like fall, like fawn of the fuck over Bill Maher. And I was going to say this for like, you know, my, my final statement, but I'll, but I'll, I'll just get it out of the way. Fuck Bill Maher. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. 
I cannot believe I cannot believe some people on the left are standing up for him because he told a joke and he said it he said it beneath under his breath and he was he was trying he was trying to put that shit under the rug like as if we didn't notice that you don't really like us. And I know people want to say, but but he he has sex with, with black women, and he 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 looks like okay. So because you know Johnny want Johnny Johnny Bla- not Johnny Blaze Johnny Johnny Hunt. We'll just use a, a, a random name. Johnny Hunt um, beats his wife. Doesn't doesn't mean he likes his wife. Or what what about uh let, let's say let's say if it's a guy named Hamilton. Um, takes his woman out uh, for a date, but he's just berating him. But he, but he says, "Oh, but I love women." But you basically just use her as a, as a pro, as something as a trophy, as a trophy wife. That doesn't mean you love women. That means you love you love to have sex with them, but you don't really like to know them. And I've been noticing quite a bit of that. Uh, the whole, um, you know, so and so, you know, I I like her because uh, you know. She's fine, but you don't know shit about her. And also, like I'm, I'm like I was on Twitter like the last couple of days, and I, I noticed some brothers, you know, sticking up for him. And it's like, is it because you want the money? Is that that's kind of because I see a, I, I saw Bakari Sellers like font like um, say it was just a joke, and you know Donna Brazil today did that. You know, it was just a joke, and we should move on. Um, not knowing that these people have cost a lot of people a lot of pain and agony. Um, what I don't understand, what I don't understand is this is the hill you want to die on. For what? For what? He's not a liberal. He said he's a libertarian. He just hates the GOP. But that don't make you like your ass. He don't care about you. But here you are fawning over Mar as if he's like he is the Taj Mahal of of comedians and and liberal personalities. Who says nothing well, by the way. And he's the big microphone for for liberals, white liberals. So you're just gonna fawn over him like, as if that's who we need to listen to. That that is your base. That is your base. No, no wonder um, I'm disappointed in Tom Perez and 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 the fact that Tom Perez wants. It's like, come on, guys, you really want to cater to 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 white voters? Because that shit hasn't worked since the since since the Civil Rights Bill. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. You're gonna go back to a base that doesn't like you. And the only thing I, I can say is you're just afraid. You're cowards. I mean. And Bill Maher's kind of a, another example of cowardice on the left. Just blatant cowardice. You give Bill Maher a chance. You give Glenn Greenwald a chance. You give Davis Arota a chance. You, you give uh, uh, Crystal Ball a chance. She can't even win a damn race losing th- by 30 points. Uh, who's another one that they give a chance? Um, Bernie Sanders, who's not even a liberal. He's an independent. You just you give bad you give bad martyrs a chance, and it's like no wonder y'all lose, no wonder y'all lose. Well, 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 Republicans have the bad rules. They do have bad rules, but why do they keep winning? 
because they stay they stay they stay together, and and liberals can't stay together. It could be the smallest scandal, the smallest scandal, and they lose their shit. With Obama was it was the NSA when really the NSA shit was kind of it's kind of complex because a lot of that shit was with the Bush administration. Uh, you know, uh, warrantless wiretapping, um, it, uh, the um, the the call list that was was Verizon small business apparently, and people just blamed Obama because they were saying, "Well, he's taking away our rights and our freedom," and and it's just like. And I and I just saw this just liberals just 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 lose your shit because these these libertarian groups are just telling them, okay, he's the problem. You got to focus on him. He's the problem. He's the problem. The black man's the problem. Uh, 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 EFSS is the problem. So we got to focus on him. And you have Google, Facebook, and and a bunch of other companies, you know, sticking up for Ed Snowden when you're sticking up for a traitor. Essentially, the Ray sticking up for him. The Ray man is sticking up for him. I don't get it. It's like, what do you see in this guy? Other than just another martyr, you want to just you want to prop up and give credit. And just this year, I've just I've just I've gotten I've I've gotten tired of white liberalism because it's so hopeless. Because none of these people want to do the work to look themselves in the mirror and realize, okay, I have bought into racist content from personality X, personality Y, and I haven't done the work to actually figure out why. Why I like this? It, it it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating to see personalities just do that because, to me, it just it just feels like they don't want to give up respect and in respect to certain you know certain left left black left personalities and academics. They don't want to give up respectability politics. They don't want to give it up because I feel like if they give it up, they have to do a lot of do a once round of change. Hell, Michael, Michael Michael Eric Dyson was taking up for Belmar, and all I can all I can think about is just yeah, you need to get paid. There's a lot a lot of money to get. needs to get paid, and Ricard Sellers to get paid. There's a lot of y'all need to get paid, and and Bill Maher being off the air is unfortunately is a lost check. It feels like to me, and it just feels like they have these people have no honor or integrity. You want to fight for my rights, but but you're sticking up for essentially a libertarian douchebag who doesn't care about you, and you're getting free airtime to shit on you, the Ray you, why you say, oh, this is a joke. I didn't really mean it that way. So why did you say it, Bill? Why did you say it? Why did you say it, Bill? If you're so sorry, you're not sorry. You're sorry because we called your ass out, and all of a sudden he apologized. And we want to move on. I don't want to move on. I want your ass off the fucking air, you talentless fuck. Get off the fucking air. Give give John Oliver the job. And I barely watch that show either. I don't I don't watch any of these shows. But John Oliver seems talent, talented enough that he's actually worth a damn compared to Bill bitch ass Mar. It's like what are y'all supporting? It's like this whole year has 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 had it all. You have Hotep dudes sticking up for Tommy Lauren. You have, um, and in this case, you know, liberals sticking up for Bill Maher. 
And in the other case, you have Tom Perez going back to the wall with white boards. <laughs> it's like this, is, and of course, you know, the the, the, the big, big boss, uh, Donald Trump in the White House. This whole year has been, has been a clusterfuck of just bullshit. And it's like, uh, these people cannot let go of their egos, put it aside, do some work on them, on their own selves and change for the better. And they can't do it. They can't do it for the sake for, for, for just for the sake of sanity. They can't do it. It's just, just giving, giving in the cowardice just because and it, it, it's so lame. It's so lame to me. And I don't know when it ends. I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's the year after that. Cause I, cause white folks have weaponized political pol- political correctness. They weaponized feelings. They weaponized tears. They weaponized, um, <laughs> um, racism as a talent. They they've weaponized uh, protagonists. They've weaponized every fucking thing. Because they're not represented enough, and they're on TV quite enough, and you and they're going to be more white-led shows on television to cater to to aging audiences for what? Because I'm not going to watch that shit. Who's going to watch? Zach Braff's going to be back on network television. Zach Braff's forty fucking two years old. The voice of Chicken Little, guys. You going to put him back on the fucking air? I can't tell you when it ends. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The whole damn world's got to go, go up the ship. And all of a sudden, uh, CEOs who are leaving the Trump administration are like, they, they see the error of their ways, but they won't talk about racism and sexism in their, in their board and in, in, in their, in their work lives, which is, yeah, okay. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, in, in, in regards to principle, you, you finally, you finally had the ball sack to finally leave. The ball second in intestinal fortitude to leave, which honestly is not a good leadership quality in my opinion. If you see something wrong in your in your business in your business in your in your company, you call that shit out. But these people ain't these people have no balls, and I shouldn't say balls because there are women in the in in, in the Trump uh, financial council. They just have no guts. They have no guts. No guts. No, no heart. That's that's the other key. They have no heart, other than keep other than maintain their paychecks. Especially when you have wealth disparity, that is, I mean, that's kind of one of the biggest problems in this country. Racism definitely is a huge problem. Sexism is definitely a huge problem. But wealth disparity is, yeah, a big problem. And you wonder why, why households are checked go check to check every day. I go. Check, I'm check to check every day, you know, crossing my fingers, you know, hoping I made enough money for the week of my job, right? Like I work eight hours a day, eight hours every day, and then it varies Saturday. It could be I did eight and a half hours at one shift at, at, at a shift um, on Saturday. Um, sometimes I, I've worked sixteen, seventeen hours on Saturday. One Saturday, I believe it was a it was a it was a job we did for. Um, uh, it was carpet cleaning and stripping wax floors. Yeah, like probably like 14, 16, 17. That's a bit of an exaggeration. Like 14, 15 hours. 
and maybe 16. <laughs> um, but yeah, like with no overtime, like it's that critical and that crucial to be able to make sure that your bills are paid and you have all that needs to be done. And then, and back to the, no, my whole main point of the hand is, is what's the point of caring about white liberalism when it doesn't care about you and all it cares about its feelings. And if the world, if something happens, something tragic happens, I don't expect white liberalism to come back to our side and to cope and to actually give us a sh- give a shit about us because they're incapable of having anything to do with us other than saying we're on your on your side while they're calling while they're calling us racial epithets over and over again but you want to be my friend and the only thing I want to do is punch you in the face but you're my friend right you, you called you called me you called me every racial epithet in the book for for black folks for hispanic folks Latino folks to Asian folks to to Native Americans to to Puerto Ricans to just to women. It's like what it was like. What is it going to take? A nuclear bomb going off, and you want to hold hands and, and say we saw the Arabs were race, but you didn't. You waited for something tragic to happen to fix it, but it's too late. Because what, whenever something tragic happens and, and people try to, you know, try to hold hands and want to sing Kumbaya, the problem you were trying to prevent happened and you want to save it now. You can't prevent what happened. It happened. And we're, we're kind of running out of time. We're kind of a lawless state now. I was reading on my phone that Boca Raton there was an event that was going on. I think it was a theater play or something. And then there was a, a box or something or, 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 yeah, or a bag or something. And the SWAT came up there and, and, and checked it out. I haven't seen further details um, um, currently, but because I know it was evacuated, I think seven o'clock and everyone was out of there. But, but this is what too late looks like. That's what it looks like. You know London or, or Portland you know, when uh, those two uh, white 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 people um, you know prevented uh, the the killer uh, he he's in jail now he's a white supremacist um, from killing from killing um, this this young uh, black girl and she, and she blamed herself which that has nothing to do with her white people are fragile assholes. They've always been fragile. I've catered white people's feelings at my job with friends. I've even I've even catered them, you know, when I was young. Like I've even catered them when I was dealing with you know uh, a particular a very important uh, person, you know, for what we do. Um, when I would I did construction cleaning and you know I'm I I listen to my iPod or my phone I listen to you know podcasts for instance and one at one one day and he's he said it a couple times um well he listened to hip hop he listened to Trick Daddy and this is like 2014 now Trick Daddy has not been relevant since in my in my in my head since he, the FBI raided his wedding reception it's a Dan Lebertard show stop story I'll tell you a quick story 
The only thing I do that I ate was uh was the macaroni on his chin. That's kind of the that's kind of the, the the extent of the story. And also Trick Daddy saying that white girls are coming up, which is <laughs> it's like well, of course of course is what a is what a brother what a brother's gonna say who hates black women, of course. Yeah, um, boy, that Atlanta that little Evans has an ass, man. Oh man, I gotta smack them cakes. I gotta smack those black cakes. That's my cakes. Oh man, they coming up there, man. The blonde girls are coming up. <laughs> that ridiculous shit. So I don't know what you do. This is their problem. They don't want to fix it. They just want to keep going, going and going and going and going and going. Hillary Clinton called this shit out during 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 um the twenty sixteen election. Was she the perfect candidate? No, but she 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 seemed to have basically looked herself in the mirror and, and recognized, okay, I fucked up in the 20, 2008 election. I said about I'm talking about white working class voters and um and she redeemed herself. And she's not going anywhere. And good. I wanted to stay in the fight. Not just for our democracy, but yeah, we could use someone of her caliber to to re to reignite the, the DNC because it needs it needs it needs people who actually give a damn about my issues. It, like I'm autistic and I'm black. Like it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a problem. I have to go to work every day listening to people say some of the, some anti black anti women. Um, you know. You go to church, all that shit. I have to deal with that sometimes, and it, it's a burden. It's a it's a chap. It chaps my ass to hear that. On a, not every not on a daily cases, but occasionally, it just it bothers the fuck out of me having to hear that. But I gotta I gotta make money for my apartment, for example, which is a thousand sixty, and it's gonna go up after you know since I extended my lease, it's gonna go up probably forty fifty dollars. And I got to make sure I save a ton of money to make sure I have a place to stay. Because um, saving money isn't easy. I got to save another bunch of money this week. <laughs> random. <laughs> as a random tidbit. But um, I'm tired. I'm, I'm honestly tired. I'm tired of this president. I'm tired of white liberals making all this money. I'm tired of white liberals shitting on uh, Democrats because Buddy Romer's paying them a lot of money to just shit on them and to say the dumbest things and then oh that's that's also weaponized too propaganda propaganda is all has always weaponized propaganda's got people killed it's always got people killed it's got people killed got people fired it is gotten a lot of people in trouble the victim not the perpetrator the victim has always been the one that's in trouble you know actually Sherrod I mean ask that one dude who was at the Olympics in 96 is white dude when well, well that, was, that was the middle of the media, but point the point is they got that they got that they got that guy story wrong. Uh, just a lot of things have gotten wrong, and a lot of people have suffered for it. And they got they haven't gotten an apology, they haven't gotten um, you know Mia Cooper, they haven't gotten any respect. It's just let the mis- let the mistake keep going, and it's just like hey, I want to apologize. I'll show I'll show you my cowardice by not talking about it.
So when is then? So when is your support for Bill Maher end? Your support for Glenn Greenwald end? Your support for David Sirota end? Your your support for Michael Tracy end? Um, Chink Younger, who was a Republican back in the day, but he's but he's kind of showing his true colors now. Um, Rand Paul and Ron Paul, which a lot of liberals seem to fall, for, white liberals seem to fall, you know, for tricks on, on those two. And they want to excuse their racism. Yep. They've, yep. Liberals have excused their racism. I'm sure they've excused Rand Paul's racism, especially when Rand Paul, at one point, 2010, I believe, when he was running against John Jack Conway, that he has no problem with private business, you know, um, discriminating against black people. Not exactly what he said, but I'm, as I'm paraphrasing, but that's what, he, but that's kind of the extent of what he said. And I learned it from I watched it on the Rachel Maddow show. It was a clip um, uh, that I listened to many years ago, and that, and that shit has stuck with me. And I don't get it. What is it with what is it, what is it? Liberals bowing to the to the demands of libertarians. It's like, do you want to be liber? Do you want to be dick deep, deep, deep back so bad? <laughs> Excuse my language, and, and any woman that was listening to that, I'm sorry, but but Jesus Christ, it's like when is it end, man? It's like you keep making mistake after mistake, and you just you don't give a shit. You just don't give a shit. Also, I've, you know, back to my job, like I've also kind of got a mock for how I walk, you know, and it's like, oh, this stuff, does, it, does it bother you? It's like I put a buffer in my head and I just keep working because presenting it to a, to my boss will, will get me fired because what always happens is the perpetrator always gets the benefit of the doubt because and I think partially the reason for that is. We don't want to cost them a job and then they sue us, right? And I think that's what always goes through the boss's side. You know, the, their mind is they don't want to have to go through their shit, so we have to coax them because so-and-so is so fragile and we say something that's impartial to his or her beliefs and they want to sue us and then it's going to cost us a lot of money and then we might go out of business. But it's But it's so stupid, you know? It's so stupid. This this whole reality is so stupid. I gotta I gotta cater your feelings because you're that you're a fragile bitch. The fuck fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I gotta cater your feelings. Your frail, sorry, shitty feelings. I have to carry. I have to basically. Hold my thoughts in, my words in, so there isn't gonna cause a problem with my, with my, you know, the higher ups for who I work for, for instance. Cater your feelings. It's a fucking problem in this country. And again, no, I don't believe those serials when they left and and they were like, um, well, well, you know, I I didn't think he would do that, and then I'm gonna show my honor and and um, um, you know, leave the leave the like, you have you have no soul. You have soul to your cash, but not to, but not to not to your workers. 
You have no soul. You just have no soul. So I don't know what is it going to take for liberals, for the people who have done this for, for many years who do not want to recognize what they have done in this country from past to present. Hell, to whatever you whatever y'all going to do in the future. Because racism is not going to go away. It's not going to go away. So, I saw Wonder Woman last night. Um, it was it was really good. It was great rap, actually. Um, I'll put a review up. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to talk about it or I'm going to uh, write about it. Um, and I'm I'm probably way close to writing about it. Um, yeah, because I kind of want to get my writing skills like sort of back on track. I I know I said something to the effect of. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a podcast. I'm gonna do a podcast, and for one thing, I'm gonna do reading material for the other. But it's like I don't know. What, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, um, but let me get to the. Just I'll, I'll get to my my least favorite parts of the movie first. Um, I wasn't a fan of the climax. Um, um, and spoiler alert. Um, uh, David Dewey's character. He's uh, um, he's the foil. He's Zeus. Uh, he's with Zeus the whole time. Um, sort of like, you know, prancing around, you know, do Wonder Woman and see Trevor and, and everyone else's journey. Right. And, um, you know, that was a, that was a thing. And my, my reason for why I didn't like the, the climax of the film was that the, the fight parts of it reminded me of BVS, but it was like discount BVS because the budget's like a hundred million dollars less. BVS, excuse me, was like $250 million like in production. It was probably a lot more than that because of advertising and all that shit. And Wonder Woman is like $150 million. And by the way, Wonder Woman has made a hundred plus $0.5 million. I'll get to the box office of that movie in a second. Um, but aside from that, and you know some other special effects, like um, you know some shit, you know the ring scene, uh, especially with Baby Diana. It just it was falling green screen, especially you know how you watch a movie and you you definitely notice the background is it's green screen, so it makes the whole scene you know feel a little you know awkward. Guards of the Galaxy, which I, I thought was great and fantastic, like it had those moments where I'm like I'm looking at a I'm looking at a, at a green screen. I get why it's a green screen, but it's like hmm takes out the reality for a little bit right like for instance Gamora and Nebula are hugging they're embracing trying to embrace one another um and Gamora is trying to you know atone for the fact that Nebula had all these things happen to her because she kept losing her and there was just like a moment in, like near the end of the movie where she's hugging Nebula and Nebula just leaves and and you just notice that the background is it just looks it looks out of sorts because it wasn't built into the set right practically and then Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman, it's, it's worse than Wonder Woman because one, the budget is a hundred is a fifty thousand fifty million dollars less than than um, than um, um, Guardians. So, yeah, um, there's that um, Cavaliers lead Lemonade. Uh, that won't last long. Um, um, but everything else I really liked. Um, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. I. I, I she fits in the role very well. 
Um, Robin White, Robin Wright's really good. Um, Connie Ellis is really good. Uh, Chris Pine's really good. Very funny. Um, you know, when the visuals go, it does go, and it, look, and it looks good. And, and I'm, I'm glad they added color to the scenery because Wonder Woman, like a year or so ago, when I believe CW was doing their whole cinematic universe like preview um, with uh, Jeff Johns and Kevin Smith. Yeah, it was it was monocratic. Uh, Parts of it was monocratic at best, um, and it's not that here. So, and you know, it's it's World War One. So, the the theme is is dark, but it's not so dark that it's that it it, it lacks it lacks some um, you know some heart. And Wonder Woman has a lot of heart. Um, and and um. That has been lacking in these movies. Even Man of Steel, which I liked a lot, but I think Man, Man of Steel, admittedly, it it lacked it, um, humor. It lacked heart in moments. Like, Henry Cavill did the best he could to convey that heart with the script that he was given by Snyder and, to a certain extent, Chris Nolan, because Chris Nolan was, he is the author of that story. That is his story. Um... And, you know, it, it was given more of a budget as well. So, but Wonder Woman is a, it was, it was a, it was a really good movie. And I, I wasn't really looking forward. Well, it, it, I was looking forward to it more and more, you know, as, as, uh, you know, more buzz came in, but I, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, to conceal my, my thoughts about it, the previews and, you know, the, the, the buzz about it. Because I just didn't want to feel disappointed. I just, I didn't want that. I didn't want that feeling. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want the BBS feeling or the Suicide su- su- Squad feeling. I just didn't want that. So, I was hoping it was going to be good, but I just, I, yeah. And, and you know, they had, of course, they had the best writer they've had, you know, period. You know, and Patty Jenkins, uh, Kenny Moore winning director for Monster. I think she won Kenny Moore for, uh, for Monster. So... You know, it's made $100.5 million domestically. Um, and it's doing very well. Um, and I guess I can check out the um, the box office for Wonder Woman. Um, and I can kind of start the news. Um, which, is, again, it's going to be Wonder Woman-centric. Um, as soon as my computer downloads, or it moves, progresses. Uh, hold on one second. I will tell you what it made. One second. Okay, uh, Wonder Woman has made 100.5, million five hundred five thousand dollars is what it has made. Uh, Captain Underpants is number two, uh, 23.23 million five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean had a precipitous drop, 62 percent, uh, 21 million six hundred thirteen thousand dollars. Cars of the Galaxy, you know, under ten million dollars, like nine million seven hundred seventy-three thousand dollars. Um, they watch had a pretty big drop from this last weekend. Yeah, that movie's technically flop. Um, eight thousand, eight million five thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. That's what it's made. Alien Covenant lost over a thousand theaters. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Um. So yeah, Wonder Woman was off to a good start, and it'll, it'll make its budget probably. I'd say 
um, probably either next week or the week, or either it'll make its budget at least next week, or we'll have to see what it does during, um, you know, this week. Um, school's coming to a close in Florida, I know for sure. Um, so we'll have to see what happens from here on out. I think it'll. I think Wonder Woman will make about domestically. It'll probably make two hundred plus two hundred to thirty. I can see making two hundred thirty. But <clears throat> we're gonna go a little higher. Two hundred sixty, two hundred seventy. That's kind of like that's kind of like low estimate. But but I gotta see how consistently it does. Um, the Mummy comes out coming up. Then it's got Cars three, and then it's got Transformers five. And then after that, it's got another movie. Um, uh, what is it called? Check um, the front page. What is it called? Oh, the Spiegelman three. Well, I, I think one will, will, will be a lot. Will be they'll be fine before Transformers. Yeah, I saw Cars. I saw the first Cars. Um, I don't see how Cars three excels, and I haven't seen a lot of buzz for that movie either. Because uh, the first cars was just pedestrian, was just average at best, and and um, um, I don't know about uh the, the sequel, so I can't see it, man. Uh, Mummy has four thousand theaters. Whew, that's a that's a bit of that's a much comes and I comes out. Maybe maybe um, we got this we have meters down. All eyes on me. Cars three. Rough night. Look at Henry Maud. So movies are coming out. Hmm. So I wonder what's going to go up against Tom Cruise next week. Um, hope it does well. Hope it does well. Um, and Wonder Woman has made, at least um, according to Forbes. You know, I could check back. You know, we go back to um, Box Office Mojo because they would give me, they would, they would tell, be able to tell me. What is made worldwide thus far? $223 million. 122 overseas. That's 55% of the budget of the box office for currently 223 million here. I mean, 220, 100.5 million here. So, yeah, if you look at it that way, What's gonna help this movie is gonna be overseas appeal. I mean, it's gonna probably have it's gonna have legs too, and it's getting it's gonna get reviews. So we'll just and it got an eight from Cinema Score, Cinema Score, which is a good indicator that it's gonna have a it's gonna have a pretty good hold from from here on out. So hopefully DC doesn't fuck it up because it would be bad. <laughs> it would be bad if if they fuck it up. A lot of Resident Evil the Toronto chapter made a lot of money. <laughs> good God. Okay, um, Wonder Woman um, will be set in America. The sequel to Wonder Woman, um, and and this was taken. This is done like after um, April, um, and this is according to uh, Screen Rant. Um, director Patty Jenkins says the sequel to the box office smash Wonder Woman will be set in America. More than seventy five years after Wonder Woman appeared in the comics for the first time, the character finally made its her solo movie debut, arriving in theaters over the weekend for critical acclaim and over more than hundred million dollars at the domestic box office. Uh Timothy Lammers of Screen has wrote this article. 
the film followed, uh, I, I won't even get all, all that. Basically, all you need to know is that uh, her quote is basically, the story will take place in the U.S., which I think is right. She's wondering when she's got to come to America. It's time. Um, so this was taken after, uh, this is taken before the release of the movie. It's about, I guess, I would take it about maybe about a, two months, roughly. It's got to be roughly two months since uh, she, she was quoted as saying as such. Um... um so, yeah, um, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Um, hopefully, it's a good story, and and hopefully, Patty Jenkins is get, gets paid more money than she did for this movie. I don't know how much she get paid for it, but but um, yeah, you lock her down. You do not lose uh her talent or her wisdom. Um, that's a really good director, and. Um, I expect um, another fantastic film in uh, woman, and also another thing Wonder Woman has done. It is basically um, it, it's put a little pressure on Marvel to make uh, female centric movies. Um, so it's done that um, Thor Ragnarok is coming out, and I don't think they have a female led movie probably until twenty nineteen. So. Oof. Those theme pieces are coming. <laughs> if you're Marvel, um, yeah, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. But um, they'll hopefully they'll answer the bell. Um, Neil Bloomkamp's trying to matter in 2017. Um, he's saying that uh, a district that he's playing another film in the edition universe. Uh, Bloomkamp, he has his own production studio called Oat Studio. And like you know, after you know Elysium and Chebby underwhelmed at the box office, um, and he was supposed to do Alien Five, but that, but that unfortunately that got scrapped. Um, um, so what he's planning to do is, um, he's what he said, uh, whether or not if uh, Old Studios would return to the World Edition Nine with Elysium and Chebby, he said probably not. No. In order to do that, you would probably have to interact with the studios that own those own those films. The whole point here is to be autonomous and just do whatever you want. With District Nine, I plan on doing making another film in that world to go back and back and work with wait to um and make the film would, would be cool. But anything that pre-exists that like that may not be the, be the best fit for whatever we're trying here. Which yeah um. Because Sony owns owns the rights to those movies, uh, TriStar to be exact um, is one of uh, their subsidiaries because they were the ones that distributed the movies. Um, so, and District Nine is his best film to date. Like Elysium, which was about healthcare and poverty, was underwhelming at best, and I, I thought it was overwrought. And Chappie was about robot cops and this one robot cop who had a heart. Um, basically an artist, uh, short circuit with, uh, was it Diane word, or I think that's the name of their, that South African group. <sighs> One of those dudes called themselves Ninja. Oh God. Yeah, I know what you mean, buddy. Um, so, so he's kind of, he, this, this studio he's starting to plan is, is like shorter films because that's kind of how he got his, uh, his claim to fame. He did a lot of short films and, you know, I, he got, you know, siphoned up by Sony to do District 9. And, um, 
Yeah, man. We'll have to see what happens with um his latest um if he if he if this you know whatever he plans with his old studio. Um, you know whatever he does, you know it's falls on him. Okay, done with that. Um, Alien Covenant. Oh man, huh? Huh? Look at those drops. Oh my god. Lost so much of its audience. Uh, 70-80% of its audience. Um, oh my god. <laughs> wow. Um, 70% week two. It made, it, week one, it made $36 million. Uh, week two, was it lost two-thirds of its audience. <laughs> and then in week three, it lost nearly two-thirds of its audience again. <laughs> It's made about $67 million thus far. It costs $97 million to make. The Prometheus costs $130 million to make. Prometheus made more money overseas, um, and which basically is why we have Prometheus, uh, Alien Covenant, which is basically Prometheus 2. <laughs> and it's like, how can it be Prometheus 2? It's like, because the way it's directed. It's doing better, for, it's doing better in the foreign market, but it, what does it matter when... Um, we in, the, we in the States don't care. We kind of know that this is uh, just a ploy for um, cover for the fact that, oh, this is indeed um, our wars are by 10 now. Um, yeah, from Ridley Scott, you know, to regurgitate another one of these shitty movies. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. I just hope you don't bring him back for um, any more of these movies. Um, I hope maybe maybe they'll see the Predator. I don't know what Fox is going to be doing with this prop with this brand because they just keep fucking it up over and over again. You guys made a good Alien movie since I don't know three, and three you know has its own controversy. But yeah, man, no one cares about another dumbass Prometheus movie. That isn't gonna make any sense. This it doesn't feel um, it doesn't feel right. I guess it's sort of my take on the matter. Uh, just get rid of him. Uh, Zack Snyder has ha- has some thoughts on Wonder Woman. Um, uh, Zack Snyder had to step away from Justice because uh, his daughter, his oldest daughter, uh, had committed suicide. Um, so. Um, looking for the quote here. Oh, this this is proud, and and um, he has this like picture of Gal Gadot, um, with the shield, and it's her, you know, holding the shield up, and her um, looking at the camera, um, and uh, uh Patty Jenkins said that Zach is one of the nicest people you will ever meet in, li- in your life. I want to, I want the world to wrap their arms around him, embrace him, um, so, you know. Patty, you know, you know, shouting out Zach, who apparently was not at the premiere of the movie, um, and it's Zach's thoughts uh, in my mind. I th- as he was trying to return to work, it, I thought it was a cathartic thing to do, go back to work, just burn myself and see if, if that was the way to through it. Um, the demands of this job are pretty intense. It is all consuming, and in the last two months, I've come to the realization. I've decided to take a step back from the movie and be with my family, be with my kids, 
really neat, really neat knee. They're having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. Uh, those were Snyder's thoughts. Um, um, about uh, him stepping away from um, Justice League. Um, Josh Whedon is going to be um, handling, I guess, the rest of the filming. I guess post it's gonna be post it's gonna be post production pretty much. So the film's pretty much done. It's got a a couple of reactions here and there. Um, and lastly, uh, Ghostbusters uh, Ghostbusters reboot uh, news. Uh, Dan Hackward um, um, is not happy at Paul Feig, and it seems like a lot of people aren't happy at Paul Feig. Um, <laughs> um, he basically. Uh, this is quote: um, The girls are great in it. Kim McKinnon, Liz McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, uh, what a wonderful, wonderful uh, players they are. And Leslie Jones, jeez, that yeah. <laughs> it's like he snuck Leslie Jones in there. It's like, oh, uh, who's the black woman's name? Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, who's the black woman's name? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. That's, uh, that's my that's my Dan Aykroyd impersonation. I was really happy with the movie, but it cost too much. So, and Sony doesn't like does not like to lose money. Um, it made a lot of money around the world, but it's cost too much and making it economically not feasible to do another one, so that's too bad. The director spent too much on it. He, uh, he didn't shoot scenes we suggested to him and several scenes that are that were going to be needed, and he said, nah, we don't need them. Then we tested the movie, and they needed them, and he had to go back about 30 to $40 million in reshoots, so he will not be back on the Sony Monday anytime soon. Yep, he mad. Uh, he is mad. Um. So, yeah, I, uh, Ghostbusters was fine. Like I, when I saw it, but yeah, apparently, like they had to do like four, the, the reshoots. Apparently, cost forty million dollars. Um. And the article from Screen Rant, which I've gotten a lot of my article from Screen Rant. Jesus Christ. Um, the big reveal here, though, is uh, the film. The cost of the film's reshoots extensive. Additional shooting was reported in the months leading up to release, suggesting a response to criticism, including a joke. Uh, directly re- reacting to the online hate, and now it appears that they were much bigger and impactful than previously. Though, what, is it, what exactly they are is unclear, but based on the cost, it likely relates to the CGI heavy act, the final act, which already had a dance number, obviously shifted to the final credits, and had a significant impact on the overall story. Um, apparently, they're going to do an animated film on, I guess, on the movie. We don't know in what capacity it will be. Um, I guess the article says. Um, like it's pro- progress required on the animated film expected to release a commercial sequel. One thing seems clear, however, Puffy won't be back if Acro has his hand. Like, I think Acro, I don't know if Acro was an executive, executive producer. I know Ike Martin was, but I don't, I don't know what credit Acro has. I know Acro was in the movie like about before as a cameo. But, you know. Yeah. That's a strange one. That's a strange one. So, um, it's unfortunate that movie won't get a sequel. Um, those women uh, tried to, you know, you know, tried to play their, I mean, you know, gave their all for that movie. And, um, yeah, Sony didn't, didn't really throw him a bone, didn't help him out. So, oh man, <laughs> it's 835. Um, <laughs> I'm going to call it a show here. Um, again, you can follow me at uh, film underscore wonder on Twitter. Follow me at film underscore wonder at Instagram. Follow me, read my work at the, at the film wonder.wordpress.com. Also, the film wonder.blogger.com uh, is where you read my older work. 
Um, I feel like I'm repeating myself. Uh, I'm gonna watch this game now. Um, see what the scores as I uh, as I depart from the show. Oh, okay, I was caught up within four. 37, 31, 27. Uh, 20 left in the first quarter. Um, Stefan, the film wonder, signing off. Y'all take it easy. Peace.